Welcome back to Brother the Brother, a podcast that's part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, all real talk. Per usual, we ask that you um, subscribe, share, um, rate, and review. Um, this is episode 120. We're back after another week in quarantine, just like the rest of you guys. And joining me, per usual, is my co-host, the uh, half-inventor of this. <laughs> half-inventor? Uh, I guess that's true. My brother, Hedonis. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everybody? Reggie, how what goes it? What do How goes it? It goes well. Um... Yeah, so uh, it goes well. Um, kind of a slow week, really. Not much. Well, I take that back. We had so Friday was, am- oh, Ooh. amazing. Yeah, Friday yeah. was just freaking amazing. It was weird. It got weird. It it started weird, got weirder, and this was just amazing. So let's I guess just hop into the cards and quarter because we got some things to talk about. Yeah, we got something to talk about. Right, we're, we're short on the news section this time. But just the news is not, just right, it's it's the same old, same old. Yeah, I, I have a bit on the politics stuff. Uh, people are pissed at uh, the Democrats and Bernie. People are mad at the DNC. People are mad at Trump. People hate Biden. They right. love Biden. It's, and I'm like, I'm just, you know, there's nothing that can be said or done until November. So, you know, there's really no point in talking about the flaws of either candidate, really. Well, the thing about it for me is just like, I'm so disillusioned at this point that, you know, you have people who I like some in real life, some on Twitter, some on Facebook, some people I've gotten to know who are just like, tearing Bernie down because he stepped down and inventing all these different reasons like now he's bought and sold and everyone's so like hurt and their feelings are so like tightly wound because everyone's like stuck inside their house and so as I listen to like and watch these people like unravel it just makes me so disillusioned because Everyone's angry and they don't know how to channel it anywhere. The politics right now is just insane. Like they just passed another almost half a trillion dollar budget for small businesses because the first money that went out uh, ran out basically so quickly. Yeah, it's fucked up that they they're just they fucking... did this package to help people and some people before they got their checks are like, oh, money's out. Not only that, but um, also. Um, like, if you're married to an immigrant, you're not getting anything? Like, how does that work? You know, that's just... There's so many things that are wrong about, like, what's going on right now. But people are... People are just stunned, or they're not informed, or they're just overwhelmed by everything that's happening. Like, this stuff is getting passed. No one's talking about it. Yeah. You know, it's... it's. Then you have these um, astroturf movements where people are screaming to open up the country and bullshit like that. Doing these protests where they're meeting out in public and congregating in groups, not social distancing, without masks, without gloves, just like... Which proving uh, um, Obama's right, you know? They hold to their guns and... Guns and their religion. religion. And it's, it's, it's just insane to me that... We're at this point, and instead of people 
working together and doing the right things and like trying to prevent what we've already seen happen in other nations like Boris Johnson got sick because he was shaking hands with people. Um, Rudy, uh, Rudy Gobert, who played for the Utah Jazz, got sick because he touched all the microphones. Right. And like, what don't you get about this disease? When you congregate together in large crowds, you spread it quickly. <laughs> it is what it is. But, <laughs> I mean, Georgia's getting ready. This is skipping ahead for the new stuff. But Georgia's getting ready to open up right. their... Like all kinds of different. But services. the red states are basically going to be the guinea pigs for the state, for, and, and you know, for the United States. And you know what? I think that for the sacrifice, I guess. Florida already opened up their beaches last weekend. Georgia's opening up all kinds of stuff, from nail salons to acupuncture to barber shops to hairdressers to nail. All right, I said nail salons, uh, gyms, uh, fun zones, like basically all these places where you're just going to cause massive breeding of potential like infection it's it's troubling but yeah. again hey it is what thank it you is. for your sacrifice but let's get into Carson corner real quick um we had a great podcast uh with the cinema chat uh podcast there were a bunch of us on there when we reviewed finally reviewed the 13th warrior right uh a great movie that i Absolutely love. It's one of my favorites. Um, obviously, one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. And it was a great time. I can't wait for that episode to come out. Yeah, it's already out. I didn't know that. It came out Friday. I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was fun. Uh, had fun. Esther was on it. Of course, the regular compliment and John. And then we just talked about our love for that movie. And if you don't love that movie, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you sound like fun. Right. You don't. Um, we we started a new uh, project, podcast project, I guess you could call it. Three six three hundred sixty six album podcast. It's I don't know the rank, whatever. But it's uh, we're just talking about our our um, movies. Uh, not movies, but uh, we're listening to three hundred sixty six albums in twenty twenty, and we're just talking about that and. Um, every week we, we try to keep it at around 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, we have like a, uh, a little challenge this week. The challenge is three punk, uh, albums from three different, uh, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, have you started on that yet? I've already listed all three. Oh, nice. What you yeah. do? Which decades did you do? Um, somebody, um, suggested The Clash. Or Cloud? Yeah, The Clash. I think Cloud uh, did earlier today. Okay, so I Pre-sell did that one. I believe is what he yeah. said. And that was from like the 70s? Mm-hmm. So I listened to that. Then I listened to No Doubt, which is 90s. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Tragic Kingdom. That's a good one. Yeah. And then I listened to... Uh, what was that group? Um... It was a the, the, this British group, these three uh, females. Oh, the uh, big Joni. Yeah, big Joni. Yeah, yeah. And that was like 2012, 2010s. So yeah, I think that was like twenty eighteen. I think that was like recent. Either way, but yeah, so that's your decades. Um, I also listened to Big Jonies. We listened to that together. Um, I've listened yeah, to twenty eighteen. I listened to uh, No Effects. 
I've listened to Rancid. So I'm doing a lot of 90s and uh, early 2000s. I, I did not know Card. Rancid was punk. I for some reason I've never listened to Rancid, but for some reason I thought Rancid was um like metal or something. No, they're definitely punk. Yeah. Um, I listened to one of their earlier. I albums. guess it's just a name. I just assumed things because of the name. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, so that comes out every uh, Sunday night, really Monday morning. Yeah, most people get it. Um, but we hope everyone's enjoying that. I, you get to pick next week's challenge, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see what I'm interested to for too. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, got our stimulus checks. That yeah, was great. That was nice. Still, fuck Trump. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was you just had a long weekend because it was uh, Patriots Day. Day yeah, Patriots Day, which yeah. normally it's Marathon Day here. And if things are going properly, um, you have on this day you would have uh, hockey. You'd mm-hmm. have the marathon, an early baseball game, um, hockey, and then basketball at night. One of those two. You'd have so all four, um, see all three major Boston sports to play on the same day, plus the marathon. Mm-hmm. To the whole day of celebrating and drinking and yeah, well, I celebrated by getting a flat on my tire. Yeah, that was not cool. Yeah, um, it was it was cold, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, because it was nice on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday was amazing. Sunday was beautiful, and then it was cold yeah. and shit again. Um, so last week we talked about I talked about seeing coyotes. I don't know why I say coyotes now instead of coyotes. Because well, that's what everyone calls them. Coyotes? Yeah. Okay. It just seems weird to say. Anyway, and then you were like, well, just wait till you see the wild turkeys. See the wild turkeys. And then on the way home Monday, I had to come to a complete stop. Yep. Because a turkey flew out of a tree. Landed in the road, started walking around, and everybody had to stop yep. for it to figure out how to get over the guardrail. Yep, because they don't give a <laughs> fuck. One guy was like, okay, this thing, because it, it was in the far right lane, and then it started going over, and it, it went into the left lane, and the guy in the right lane was like, well, I can move forward. Yeah. And then the thing went and turned around, puffed up his feathers, and started going after the car. And he yeah. was like, okay. You cannot fuck with... That's the thing about it. You can't fuck with him. Yeah. Beep your horn at it. It'll be like, what the fuck did you say to me? And it'll just puff up, puff up its plume, and will jump on top of yeah. your fucking car. And next thing you know, you have all these scratches on your fucking car. And it's... Doesn't give a fuck. It's yeah. still there. Now he's got to let them figure out whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah, so that was funny. I was like, Jonathan just told me about it. Like, I knew, like, it was one of those things where it's like, it's not that I didn't believe, but it was just like, you cannot, I can't believe this is happening right now. You be- cannot understand what is happening yeah. until you have seen wild turkeys. We were at our friend's place. We were outside of our friend's place today. Mm-hmm. Um, dropping off some gifts for their son. And... <clears throat> And there was a wild turkey. There was a male who was fighting his image in one of the glass doors, mm-hmm. just pecking at it, trying to figure it out. And our friends were like, yeah, he was up here earlier with his harem of like five turkeys. And it's probably the same. But, well, I don't know if it's the same dude, but it's either his descendant or something. I don't know how long they live. But 
It's the same guy, I think, that I was telling you about last time yeah. with his four ladies. Like, that dude just puffing up his shit, trying to fight himself. Wild turkeys, you just gotta let them do their thing and just stay the fuck away from them. Yeah, okay. And then uh, Friday, we did another virtual um, flip cups. And and Jesus. I got real fucked up because I hadn't had anything to eat all day. And refused to eat. It had to be f- like force-fed food throughout the, yeah. the series. So I was like, Reggie, you've got to get some fuel. Doesn't matter what you eat. Right. You just have but to put fuel I'm not hungry and... It's not about being hungry. I know. But I paid the price. Yes, he did. Uh, like, I, I, w- I went through my uh, pictures the next day. I was like, what was I even doing? Like, there's pictures of me with lifting weights. I'm like, what was that all about? And that was your idea. <laughs> what? You were like, do you have there are any more weights? And I was like, yeah. I went downstairs and in the middle, we weren't flipping. Like, we would do our flip. And then all of a sudden, we just start working out. And everyone else would be, like, doing their stuff. And then someone who wasn't would be like, what the fuck's happening in the background over there? Yeah. Just, ah. Ah. And then, apparently, at the end, I decided I had to get my mile in for the day. And went on a run. And I, because I was like, did I go running yesterday? And you're like, yeah, you were very adamant. That you had to do a drunk mile or whatever. And I was like, well, let's just walk the dogs for a mile. And you're like, no, I'm going for a run. And I was just like, you don't have to do that, man. You're fucked up. I'm fucked up. The fact that I'm even suggesting going out with the dogs with you right now is irresponsible. But you're like, and then I, <laughs> I turned, don't remember this conversation. <laughs> I turned around. I went to go get something, some more beer, I think. And I turned around and you were just gone. And I was like, all right, well. <laughs> But then I checked. I was too messed up to be concerned. Yeah, I I checked my uh, I, I checked my my uh, little app that tells me you know t- that logs my runs and shit. I did like an eighteen minute thirty seven mile, and like I know it was running, but I'm like, what must that have looked like? Because I was like, after when I checked it the next day, I was like, I could have walked this faster. I could have walked it like four minutes faster, mm-hmm. and like the. The idea that I was running, like, what the fuck well, I was I you even were doing? I bet you stopped a bunch. I bet you got distracted. I bet you watched things. Oh, I don't know. Listen, it's like when you go, when you go, like... No, because I like, I looked at the, the route to see if that's what it was. Because it will tell me when you yeah, stop you and stuff. And, yeah, well, No, I, I was moving the whole time. I don't even, I don't even, I, it boggles my mind. Boggles the mind. But anyway, so that was, you know, like I said, there's, there are worse ways to spend a weekend. Um, now, now let's get into a couple of movie stuff um, real quick. Are you sure uh, you want to save this for later in the episode? Uh, well, I mean, we can talk about, uh, fine, okay. Let's just talk about the news real quick, the stupid news. Um, oil. Oil just fucking fell through the floor. They'll um, pay you to take the oil off of their hands. I mean, at this, it's it's kind of wild to think about how oil fell like seventy six percent in a day. Like you know, right? We, we've seen all these things as the market has really sort of collapsed and cratered various times and had to be put on life support. But like, honestly, 
I mean, that's the thing about features and shit like that. Like, why it's all... Just goes to show you that the economy truly is... It's all just fucking imaginary paper money. It, it's monopoly money. It's monopoly money, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, like, there, there, somebody explained why it is that, like, oil and... Yeah, oil can go below zero. Like, for instance, you can't sell... Um beer for negative dollars because even because at the end of the day you can just sit on shit you know yeah like you can sit on sugar if it's low or whatever uh the de beers that's what they do with diamonds they just sit on diamonds you know and hoard them Mm -hmm. and you can make that sit scarce the reason you can't do it for oil apparently is because these people when you buy oil you buy it ahead of time so you're like on this day i'm gonna buy x amount of barrels yep and then that day comes you have x amount of barrels which you sell yeah whatever the price whatever the price happens to be at the time and you assume that i assume that when i pay for barrel oil at $30 a barrel that in three months when I have to pay you that $30 or whatever, that that's what I'm going to be able to sell it for. That's how that shit works. The problem is, now that no one's doing it, these shit is coming due. The bills are coming due. Yep. So they have to pay these people but they're... The there's thing no is, place to put the oil. Not only is there no place to put the oil, there's no place, there's no, no way no for them to get it. the oil. Yeah. All because right. all these people are closed, so, like, it's hard to get them off the docks and all that shit. Yeah. So, it's, there's no place to put it, it's hard to get it, so it's just sitting there and there's no one to sell it to. Yeah, and no one needs it because everyone's seeing it. Right. So, that's why people are selling it for negative dollars. That's why people are like, I will pay you to get rid of this oil. Yeah. Because I have no place to put it, and if I pay you a thousand dollars to get rid of all these oil, then you know that's your problem now. Yeah, now it's not my oil. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, I, some I that was explained, and I was like, that's insane. That's that's speculation. Right. Man. That's the problem with speculation and stuff like that. Um. Lastly, in the news, uh, red states, they're going to be our guinea pigs. Oh, we already talked about this. Yeah, but just, I found the full list. Gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, body art studios, that's tattoo artists, piercers, barbers, cosmetologists, hair designers, nail care artists, aestheticians, the respective schools, schools, wow, and massage therapists can reopen on Friday. Um, Wait, what schools? Massage therapy. Oh, 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 all that. Yeah. Um, and there is talk that come the following Monday that, uh, movie theaters and restaurants may be able to open up in a limited capacity. Yeah, but they're going to have to have social distancing or some shit. Like, Can you imagine fucking going into a movie theater and thinking that that's fucking just breathing in everybody's fucking air for an hour and a half, two hours with previews like that's. Again, we we. Think- but are there even going to be movies out? That's what I'm saying. Like, even if they open them, mm. where, where are they going to show? Dude, you wouldn't have to show anything. People would just to get out of their house. You think people want to go? But I mean, you have to buy a ticket to see a movie. Yes, they're going to put on the screen. Is what I'm saying. But I'm saying theaters have. It's not like the theaters don't have access to movies. Uh, I guess I would go see Endgame again. I don't think they have that in theater though, dude. 
I would go see anything they put yeah, in the fucking suppose, screen. People, right. though, drive-thrus, I'd go to a drive-thru. And, and fucking families? You're telling me that families wouldn't fucking do anything to get their kids out? You know what? It shocks me, though, too, that, that drive-thrus weren't, were closed. Well, because of, like, how close. You have to do a good job about spacing. You have to do something about Everybody's order. in their own corn. In their own car. Yeah, but people still have to get out to use the bathroom to... Right, you just do the same thing like we do on Market Pass. You put a line down and you gotta wait. I think it just be... I think it's harder than you think, especially late at night with a bunch of people. I suppose. Um... Yeah, so there's that's that. And then, uh, I guess, before we get into our main topic... Which is going to be uh, on the kingdom and what Asian zombies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, basically, the, yeah, basically. Okay, we're big zombie fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, w- this is a. Uh, it came from the internet. Uh, five perfect movies. Um. Yeah. So I, I for me, the first four were kind of easy, and I hated to do it, but I had to go to flip chart to. Come up with a fifth. Ah. Well, I mean, I did the same thing. Uh, I went to Flickchart to uh, better tailor my top five because I knew I was missing some things mm-hmm. um, of my five perfect movies. Because there's some things I weren't thinking about, like Terminator Two. I think is is a damn near perfect movie. There are some parts of it that are a little over, some little overacting. But aside from that, I think it's a fantastic movie. But I wasn't even thinking about that. You know, Fight Club yeah. came into my head automatically. It's one of my favorites. But then you have to really nitpick when you're talking about perfect yeah. movies. But mine, uh, Last of Mohicans, I think it's a perfect movie. Come at me. Tell me what is wrong with that movie. Blade Runner, for me, it's a perfect movie. Um, either you just don't like the subject matter, but I don't think that you can not say that's... I think it's flawless. Inside Man, I think is a perfect heist movie. It's might be the best. It probably is the best heist movie, in my opinion. I mean, there's some really great heist movies, but yes, Inside Man it. is fucking brilliant. Inside Man's a great movie. I mean, when he tells him, he's like, "How do you plan on getting out of here?" He's like, "I'm gonna walk right out yeah, the front door,", door. Yeah. and he does it, and you're just like, "This is brilliant." So yeah, Inside Man, uh, and and I I hate to say it because of who the lead is, but the usual suspects is flawless. Yeah, flawless. Yeah, there's 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 nothing terrible about that movie. Right. There's nothing that's questionable. There's nothing even really nitpicky that you can do about that movie. Yeah, it's just flawless. And then number five, Alien. And, and I have some honorable mention, but yeah, Alien is Alien really? Yeah. Alien is a perfect movie. It's a, it's a good movie. It's it's a great movie. Yeah. Excuse me, not a good movie. It's a great movie, but I'm uh, perfect. I, it's perfect. Mm. Um, but yeah, some honorable mentions. I think Predator is a perfect movie. No. Yeah, the first Predator is amazing. Oh, it's a great movie, but no. Um, uh, Gladiator, I would put up there. Uh, the Prestige, which you still won't see. And I own then, it now, though. Yeah, and uh, Troy. See, that's... I've been thinking about Troy because of... I want to do a, a Getting Ranked episode on mm-hmm. Red Pit. And um, I'm like, which is better? Troy, uh, Mr. and Miss Smith, 
Because he's, he's not even in question. He's great in that movie. Well, I'm not talking about which movie is better. I'm talking about which performance. It's still Troy. I don't know. There are parts. Yes. There are parts where I, where I feel like no. he's, he's having he's having fun in Mr. and Ms. Smith, and he's great in it. But he's having fun in it, and but like in in like he you have he sells Achilles. He sells him in such a perfect way. That is true. You know, like like there are little things like when the kid's like, man, I I would think I'd be afraid to uh, face that many people, and, and then he looks at the, this little kid, this little boy. He's like, and that's, that's why, why nobody, nobody will remember, remember your you. name. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> You know, when he stares down Agamemnon, he's like, imagine that. A, a, a king a, who fights, a, his, fights fights his own battles. Imagine that, yeah. Like, that is... Yeah. And one of my favorite lines in all movie history is from Troy, when he's like, today I will have your ears, your eyes, and your mouth, and your tongue, and you will walk the underworld, deaf, dumb, and blind, and all you see you will say... This is Hector, the fool who thought he killed kill Achilles. Achilles. That is just... That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's probably his best role, I think about it. His best role? No way. That might be his best no role. No way. It's not better than Seven or better than Fight Club. He's fantastic in Fight Club. Yeah. That's his best role. I think that's his best movie. That movie You're right. You're, you might be right about that one. Outstanding. Um... See, Brad Pitt, I mean, he's a great actor. Everyone says he's a great actor. But I I don't know. I, I've been kind of in this quarantine watching a lot of Brad Pitt movies. And I think he's underrated. Like, oh. people don't talk. When people say that he's a great actor, I don't think they say it with enough. Like, he's. I don't want to say he's Daniel Day-Lewis great, but like. No, he's not. But, but he's one of the best actors yeah of all time he's in the top 20 hmm. i would say he's in the top 20 he's in the top 20 of all time of all time yeah Yeah. because like even in in um 12 monkeys he's great that's the thing the the breadth of work that he has is just amazing yeah he has comedy he has thrillers he has horror he has Mm -hmm. sci-fi um, uh, that movie, uh, um, uh, what's it? Not, not Thank You for Smoking, the, the other one, uh, Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading. Yep. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, even the movies that you think you went like, Legends of the Fall, he's fantastic in that. Um, Interview with the Vampire, he's fantastic in that. Um, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. I mean, how many Oscars does he have? Not enough. That's the answer to that question. Like, Brad Pitt's um, discography, we're not going to get into that now, but that's definitely a getting rate that we're going to yeah. do. So, uh, that's uh, my five perfect movies. Um, well, here's my five. Go ahead. Uh, and these four were, my, were basically untouchable for me. Um, I'm with you on The Usual Suspects. Seven, to me, is the perfect movie. Um, as far as horror movies go, when I think about... If there was only one that I could keep, like Scream comes to mind, The Exorcist comes to mind, but I think Seven is a movie that truly like shook the shit out of me. Um, 28 Days Later, 
for sure to me is a perfect movie i don't really see any flaws in it it's well acted it's raw it's gritty um it evokes all kinds of emotions in you uh it's just a fantastic movie number four on my list the matrix as far mm-hmm. as i'm concerned fantastic which leads me to number five which i couldn't think of but now just i did the dark knight is my fifth will be my fifth movie on that that movie is fantastic start to finish the acting the plots the everything's fantastic mm-hmm. i also wonder would people hold it in such high regard if heath ledger had lived yes he hadn't died Yes. I think the answer still is yes. That movie is just so his portrayal as the Joker. And that's just and that's the thing, like, Heath Ledger kinda does what Jack Nicholson did in the first one where like their portrayal is so big that like it pulls away from good performances by other people. Um Harvey Dent is Yeah. Like people, he doesn't get enough. Aaron Eckert does not get enough credit for what he did as as Harvey Dent and then as Two Face when he's in the car uh, with uh the mob boss, and oh. he's just like he flips it. He's like can't hurt your chances. Can't hurt. Yeah, he flips it. <laughs> boom. He's like oh, you're lucky. And he flips it again. He's like I thought you said I was good. He's like you are, you are. but your, your driver's, driver's not. not. <laughs> like he, he yeah. he's such a great. He's such a great two-face, and when the two villains meet in the hospital... Yeah, that's an amazing moment. That, like... Heads you live, tells you, you die. die. Well, I like this. Because <laughs> the best thing about that is, like, it solidifies the two-face persona in reality. Right. And it shows you exactly who the Joker is. The Joker's not some weasel who's just going to steal the gun away from this guy who's weak in the bed and just walk yeah. out. He's like, oh, okay. Let's play this game because he's crazy, fucking crazy enough right. to do that. Heads you live, tails you die. He flips it, and then he's fucking walking out, washing his hands, and it's a, it's a perfect movie. You know what? Yeah, um, should I put that in my top five? I mean, but here's the thing: the only one that like I might switch out for for the Dark Knight would be Inside Man. Yep, and that's. I mean, I think that's that's the correct answer, you know. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna stick with my list. I still like Inside Man. I just think is you, you love that movie. It's brilliant. I think Spike Lee did such an amazing job with that movie. Uh, my honorable mentions: The Fifth Element. It might be my favorite um, sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Not the okay. best, but it might be my favorite. You know what else might be a perfect movie? No, I take that back. I was gonna say the professional, but it's not. It's no. just a, a, a slight knock only because of I guess you call it subject matter, but like the uh, Matilda and that relationship is weird. I wouldn't knock it for that. I still, I, I kind of would. That's I, too Lolita-ish, and she was way too young. For I that. get that. I get that, but like I don't think that that takes away from the movie like it's a different different time period a different like mm-hmm. like it's that's a, like that's a damn near perfect movie um i say winter soldier but i don't think that if i i think it's a perfect comic book movie it's not a perfect movie yeah um that's fair and uh, same with you gladiator gladiator's 
It doesn't have many weak points, if any. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say Gladiator is a perfect movie. But the the, inner, the problem was five. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. There are other perfect movies, but Gladiator is definitely one of them. Um, all right. Well, I think that's good enough. You know, we don't really need to get into any more news. Sports is dead. Theater is dead. Movies got pushed back to like 2021 and 2022. Shit is wild. What's really going to suck is come this time next year when there's really nothing to watch. Yeah. Because people don't understand, like, production production is dead. So whatever they have in the can is what they have. Is all that they have, yeah. You're going to start seeing a lot of pilots. Not only that, but you're going to see a lot of seasons that just end with no discernible Mm -hmm. point. You know, you're going to be like, like, it's going to be interesting. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody has DVD, you know. People really don't get Blu-rays of of shows or whatever, you know, whole seasons. But... Like, it will be interesting to see how that stuff, you know, because you'll be watching, you go back through a walk, a rewatch of the show, and you're like, oh, yeah, what happened this season? And you're like, oh, COVID-19. Right. COVID. Yeah. COVID. That was the COVID-19 season. Uh, but so, yeah, so uh, we're getting to our main talk. Oh, wait. Do we? Oh, no. Movie oh, stuff before we get into stuff. that. Um you saw Bloodshot, Birds of Prey, and Bright. Yes. So Bloodshot, that movie is a that's like a four. Oh, that's too high. I think it's a four because I know going you don't go into that movie thinking. Actually, you know what? You're right. It's a three. Even not even going into that movie, not you know you know it's going to be a great plot. Uh, it's a Vin Diesel movie, so the acting's not going to be so-so. That movie was god-awful. Yeah, I give it a three. Um, both Brent and I give it threes. Yeah, I, that's probably c- closer to really correct. sucks? That what? was the last movie that we saw in theater for Cinema Chat. Damn. That's a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think our box quote was, nobody needs to get COVID to see this. It was so bad. The elevator scene is about the only good scene yeah. in the whole movie, and that lasts all of uh, 30 Because, like, there's so seconds. much in there that makes no sense. Like, they made all these soldiers that are niche soldiers. Like, the, the eye guy was pretty badass, kind of. Except, what's he going to do in the middle of the desert? He's, you know, like, he's only good in an urban environment. No, no, because he has the, as long as he has his, his, uh, whatchamacallit, what? his drone. Oh, that's right, he did have a drone. He can just about do anything. The problem with, yeah. for me is just, like, he's just a dude, though. Yeah. Like, where's then, his armor? Right. And then the leaping guy was pretty badass in, in his own right, you know, but, like, on the battlefield, I don't, I don't know how that shit will work out like the actually the, the blind guy might be the best on it but like the the, woman, the blind guy can shoot right you make him a sniper and that yeah. dude's just shooting because he doesn't have to see you to see you right but like the the woman you're, you're you know all her things is a, like poison and shit like oh she can drop a bunch of gas bombs right and not die that and she can swim underwater and but like yeah you're like because the, here's the thing if you can get if people can succumb to the gas and the poison. You don't need a person there to do, finish the job because the job's well, already no, done. Well, no, she's a delivery device. That's the thing about it. Yeah, but I mean, where's her power relies on the people not being able to fuck with her. 
Oh, all of those. You know, all of those two. Because the thing about the guy with the uh, with with the, with the legs and the arms at the end, mm-hmm. he still could be shot in the face from the yeah. front. Like that's the, that's the thing. Like that I don't understand about superhero movies where they have these enhancements, but they don't do armor to like protect yes, exactly. the rest of their body. Exactly. It's like it's really cool that you have like <clears throat> Doc Ock arms. But if I can still hit you in your center mass from from the front, the back, and the side, yeah, you can't do shit against a SWAT team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and like her power, I mean, it's just so. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, it's not a, a good movie. movie. Yeah, we've not given it more time than it deserves. Birds of Prey was just very disappointing. I enjoyed it, and I like I gave it an eight. Brent gave it an eight two. Rob gave it an eight five. Which was weird when you listened to that episode. Eight five. He, the way he was talking about it, we were like, "Oh my god, he's gonna give this like a oh, six. He always says stuff like that. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and then he was just, and then he goes eight point five, and we were like, "What the fuck, bro? What just happened here? No, eight point five. That's absolutely ridiculous. That movie. It's is a, it was a great good. movie. I really What's enjoyed it. What's the best it? scene in that movie? It's fun. It's quirky. It's it doesn't not take it so seriously. It's well, that's it's, for damn sure. Yeah, it doesn't. But like, I thought it was a really interesting. I liked that it was kind of zany and over the top. I liked all that stuff. No, I did not like that. It was like watching a dumb and dumber version of a superhero movie where they're just doing like comical outlandish comical stuff for the hell of it. That's true. Like all these jokes like like the I am Huntress thing like everything was so telegraphed. I thought that was funny. Everything was so telegraphed. Because like because like you you always wonder like two superheroes perf- you know perform their rehearse their lines like Batman y- you know like is he in the Batcave going I am Batman I am Batman I, you know like I'm sure that's what he does when he's flying in the bat plane <laughs> on his way to a place you know like Joker it's over Joker stop it no no that sounds stupid. <laughs> You know, like when uh, he got the old boy upside down, and he's like, "I swear to God," you like, he, I bet he practices one liners like that. Swear I'm sure, to me. I'm sure, I'm sure it's like in his mind, he's like, if someone says, "I swear to this," yeah, you know, and like, like, uh, we, I swear we, we, on my mother's life, swear to me, right? You know, and, and he's like, "Ching," he's like, "What makes you different?" I'm not wearing hockey pads. You know, when he closed up the tumbler, he was like, "That was a great line." He says, ah, punches the dashboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not wearing hockey pants. I'm not wearing that hockey was amazing. Pants. Computer, write that down. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I'm I'm sad that you didn't like that. No, I, I was very disappointed with. And that. then uh, Bright. Uh, oh, before we get into Bright, the one the biggest crime of that movie. One, I realize I don't like Margot Robbie, whatever her name. I don't like her portrayal of Harley Quinn. I'm not a fan of it. But worse than that, the biggest crime of that movie is the fact that they wasted Black Mask as a villain, and they wasted Zaz. <clears throat> Zaz is like a real psychopath, and they just didn't do enough of either of those characters to justify... I mean, fucking... I'm, no, I won't spoil it. I just... Go and watch the movie, uh, make up your own opinion, but for me, I was disappointed. But yeah, more- like I said, I think it was my 
Third favorite, which second, is wild to me. Third favorite, that's wild. I mean, it's Man of Steel, Shazam. Then yeah, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey was not better than Wonder Woman. Not even. Oh, close. Wonder Woman for yeah, it's better. I would watch that over Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a bit of a mess. You would watch. I don't understand the the final scene, the, the scene where she's on where she runs across no man's land. Yeah, is better than anything that happens in Birds of Prey by a long shot. Um, both villains are wasted. Both villains in in um, Wonder Woman are wasted. Ares no, is no, that's, waste. What, that's what I'm saying. Ares is no, garbage. I'm saying Ares is garbage. Black Mask is garbage. I did, I like Black Mask. I like the the scenery chewing aspect of that. You know movie. who? You know I loved uh, Ewan McGregor. In that. You know what dawned on me as I was watching Ewan McGregor? As uh-huh. this? I was like, this is his Jim Carrey Riddler moment. No, this no, is him do not going insult him too like that. zany. He didn't go going too way zany. Too zany. I liked it. Way too zany. There, there are portrayals of of Black Mask where he is that. Black Mask is a methodical, brainy, ruthless killer. But that, what I it's nothing that you see in there. He is literally the Riddler version of the Black Mask. That's not true at all. That is that's not true at all. I'm sorry. They, this movie, you know what this movie was like. This movie was like if they made a uh, Batman: Brave and the Bold live action movie it would have been this movie that's insulting that's not insulting that's, that's insulting. what this movie would have been this movie's not good you don't see it is good you don't get enough of Huntress who's the most badass out of everybody there here's and here's the thing like the detective it, okay. is, is not Montoya good. is good not good she's just a drunk who occasionally punches people and, and again that is a perfect representation of Montoya at a moment in her career the, before when Renee Montoya before like New 52 she ends up like kind of going off the deep rail becomes a bit of a drunkard and stuff because shit in Gotham keeps going wrong for her and keeps going wrong and then she you know kind of gets on the goes off the deep end gets kicked off the force and ends up becoming uh, the new question so like that version of Renee Montoya it, it it scans. I'll tell you what doesn't scan. Uh, Cassandra Kane. Oh, as being a little child. Yes, yes, a foster kid. That then that's a worse representation than um than the Mandarin. Yeah, because Cassandra Kane is isn't she? Uh, she is what one of the daughter. She's the daughter of uh, Deathstroke. No, no, no. Of, of uh, Kane, who is one of the League of Assassins, one of the best. Assassins and the DC Universe and the daughter of um, Shiva, Lady Shiva, who is the deadliest it's woman. The well, deadliest one human, human yeah. on the earth. Yeah. You know, and Cassandra Kane is one of the best. She's the best martial artist in the DC Universe. Better than Batman. And it's like, they made her this pickpocket little girl orphan Annie bullshit. I was so pissed with that. Like, that's one of the reasons I didn't want to watch the movie. Well, I didn't really like... I would say it made, they had focused more on Huntress and given her more... Like, I would like to see a spin-off of her. And, and here's Canary, the thing, though. Man. When I got to the end, I was like, I really want to see a Birds of Prey movie without, like... Harley you know, Quinn. Like, like a, a sequel that's just Birds of Prey. The three of them. Yes, that yeah. I would see. But, like... It laid, it laid good bones for a new movie, but it wasn't... Like, I... 
I will buy that movie just because I own all the DCU movies. That's the only reason why mm. I will get it. But I will get it when it comes out of Redbox and has been used and it's three ninety. And we are at forty minutes. Let's move. Let's move this along. I mean, we can always come back to this subject. We haven't started testing yet. Come back to okay. Yeah, let's, let's come back that. to it because we can talk about Bright. We can talk about yeah. Bright for a while and finish this out. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed Bright, and I, like you said, I didn't know the baggage of the movie going into the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm watching it for the first time like years after it came out, and that's the thing too. Like I watched part of it with you, and I was like. Why did I hate this movie so much? And then things would come up, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, I remember why." Um, and, but like, I wonder if you know that's one of those things where, um, like the the art the the things around the art ruin the art. I don't know if if that's what it is. I think it's kind of like that. It's kind of like uh, Birth of the Nation. How like right before that movie came out, um. You found out that the director who... Oh, yeah. You know... Had some, some Me Too stuff going some on. Some Me Too sexual... Sh- and then didn't didn't handle the revelation of that story coming out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well. And so that movie that was, you know, basically looking like it was going to be an Oscar, an Oscar contender gets knocked down because of the evil around it. Right. Because, like, I didn't see it because of that. I did see it eventually. Uh-huh. And it was a good movie. Oscar worthy? I mean, I bet it would have done well. Hmm. It was a good movie, but um, that's what happens when you're a fucking asshole, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, and and so, so I, give give some background about some of the trouble. Yeah, so one of the things it. is that this movie was was uh, one of the writers and I think directors. I don't know if Max Landis directed this. Um, let me look that up real quick. Um. But yeah, um, so Max Landis is this, the poster child for, for nepotism and, and your daddy being big shit in in Hollywood means, you know, you get opportunities, you get opportunities that nobody else would get. Um, and and his father is, um, who's his father? John Landis. Duh. Uh, yeah, so, like, um, anyway, Max Landis got this sweet deal, you know, on Netflix, and people were like, he only got it because of his name. Because he's a douche, he's always been a douchebag. People don't like him. People don't like him, and, and because, you know, many people for many reasons, um, you know, uh, but, like, he knows people, so that's why he gets to do movies and shit like that and whatever. He goes on these interviews. Like, at the time, some he had this big Twitter feud with uh, somebody famous. I forget who, but he came off really skeevy and shit. And then there was one where he had this um, interview with, like, Jezebel or something, and somebody asked him, he was just talking about being in Hollywood and some shit, and somebody asked him about, I guess, women or something, but point is, he came off very misogynist, like, he was joking about how he gave this woman uh, eating disorder and body dysmorphia, kind of out of shits and giggles, like, how he's just a horrible boyfriend and some shit, shit like that. Like, he's one of those guys that, uh, he started, not started, but he was on top of the bandwagon of that, uh, um, Ray is a Mary Sue thing and, and the whole 
you know, th- those incel groups that like came after Star Wars and shit like that. He's one of those. So that, a, a real brotastic asshole. Right. Exactly. You know. Um, so like when that movie came out, then Bright came out. He said something to the effect of, "I just created." Uh, this generation Star Wars or something and, and, and you know, like, that's... I, I can't believe this or whatever, right? So people were just, like... They kind of were already having enough of Max Landis. And, and then, then... They really had They enough. really had enough. And then all this Me Too stuff came out and all these women accusing him of all this shit. Like, he would have people... He, like, he would... In, invite people to parties that nobody knew about and then specifically would let people know that they weren't invited and all this weird shit, you know, like dick, like cult behavior shit, you know, and all because, you know, his, his father was somebody famous. And then, um, after that came out, people were just like, and then on top of it, the fact that, uh, um, you know, with his body of work, he, the only thing he had really done the, of note before Bright was um, Chronicle. Like, he had American Ultra, which was so-so. Uh, I guess Victor American Frankenstein. Ultra good. Uh, but, like, people Victor were like... Frankenstein was alright. Yeah, you know, and then people were like, he got this $100 million movie and hasn't done shit for it. Yeah, yeah hasn't done shit to earn it. All these other people yeah. have, like, developed real things. And- yeah, so... Um, oh, he also defended Ghost in a Shell, the whitewashing there, and was like, came after like a lot of people with his platform because yep. you know he's got a platform and like you, anybody complaining about this is stupid and naive and doesn't know how movies are made or don't understand what you know. And then people were like, no, we understand how movies are made. That's yeah, the problem. problem, exactly. You know. So, it's shit like that. Oh, and if you really want to know, get a taste of what Max Landis is like as a character, all you have to do is watch Batman versus Superman. Because Jesse Eisenberg bases Lex Luthor character on Max Landis. Another reason to hate this fool. Mm. But anyway, so that like... movie's still better than Birds of Prey. Okay. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, after that came out, like, then all the sexual assault and sexual manipulation, things like that, came out uh, right about the time that Bright came out. And it was just, like, one of those things was, like, Netflix really couldn't celebrate it. And then, you know, Bright on itself, uh, some of the context is, like, a dude bro who thinks he's woke writing a movie, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know, like... At the, I had to talk about equality. Right. This is how I would do it, bro. Yeah. With fantasy. Yeah. You know, at, but at the same time, it has, like, some racist shit in it, in of itself. You yeah. know, the black guys are all thugs and shit like that. You know, the, the Mexican gang. Well, there really that many black guys. Yeah, but the only in, black guys in it were thugs. thugs. Well, yeah, basically, everyone's... Everyone who's black or brown are thugs. Right, exactly. There weren't really any Asians. Yeah. And the white people were rich as fuck. Right. Which, again, that was one of the things I had a problem with. This is a problem I have with in general. I'm tired of there only being white elves. Like, even in, like, Warhammer and Lord of the Rings, there are dark elves. Yeah. There are black elves. There are elves that basically... if. It's just really tough. Um, but, no, I 
be honest though, I still enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good movie. I liked the plot. I liked the um, I liked that there were a bunch of some pretty decent actors in there. Uh, just uh, only in for bits and parts. And also, I think one of the problems is it suffers from Will Smith. I I don't think Will Smith is a good actor anymore. I don't know how I, great I, of an actor he was in general. I think he was a good. Oh, you, okay. You know what? The problem is that Will Smith has a certain type of persona and self-image that he wants to um, hold of himself, and he won't do anything that tarnishes that, even if that's what the role calls for. Because, like, this movie, he's basically a a racist cop, but Uh, that's how it's coded. No, see, I disagree with that, because I know that you you had mentioned that earlier, and so other people have mentioned that. I don't think he's a racist cop. Uh, I think he's... He's a bad cop and he's a bad man. But they try to make him a good person. I don't even think he's a bad cop. Uh, uh, Like, he's not as corrupt as the most corrupt cops on there. He's a guy who wants to retire in three years. I think he is the, the guy who's silent, who... Doesn't he's he's not the bad apple. He's the bad apple. He's a guy who doesn't take the bad apples out of the, out of the barrel. Like that's what they try to portray him as. Not as a guy. Like he reluctantly attacks the ferry. He does that because he yes, his wife is forcing him. He's quiet while these cops are beating the shit out of that ogre because he doesn't want to rock the boat and he just got back. Like they, they try to. Like, make, I think he, they. I think the character was kind of written like. Um, a Denzel and Cheney Day, like that's the type of cop that I thought. See, I think was. I I, I, th- I agree with that, but I think they said to Will Smith, "Hey, we don't want you to be as dark as <coughs> as Training Day. We want you to be the PG thirteen Training Day guy, so that you can be redeemed at the end." But that's the thing. I think that's a Will Smith thing. I like. I think. That, I think they both I wanted think, that. No, what I think is that if it hadn't been Will Smith, we would have gotten a totally different character for this guy. He would have been characterized in a totally different ways. What I'm saying. I don't think so. I but think like, they like, didn't want him to be too evil because they gave him opportunity. I don't for think him they to be, he, he, to be dark. Right, you're right. I don't think they wanted Will Smith to be too evil. But I think the character. Would have been, I know, because that's that's the whole point of the redemption. Like, if he goes too dark, you can't believe he can be redeemed. That's the problem. It's the it's the Kylo Ren problem. The, right, and, and I th- that's the reason why like, I think Will Smith is perfect for this role. I don't think I think even I think they made they this envisioned role. this role for him. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. we agree. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the problem is yes. what I'm saying. Agreed. I agree. Uh, yeah. This guy could have been darker, but. I think but, but they, he works for the plot, though, because a lot of him being able to be redeemed and be... Although it would have been cool, so like, have a dark break. Because here's the thing, though. Like, like there's this scene where... He, the reason he kills those cops is not because um, he wants to do the right thing. He kills them because he knows that they would have killed him. So if, he had, if those cops had been written differently, like they were just going to kill the orc and been done with it... He might. He would have gone gone with I don't, it. I don't think he goes along with well, it. Well, because he's <coughs> ultimately he's a good man. I, I don't I, think he is a good man. I think he, when, when you put his feather on the scale, he's more of a good man than he's a bad man. And, Look and at all he went and that's through. That's where that's where we disagree. Look at all that he went through. Because the scene, you know, the scene where they drive up and they're beating that guy, and he just like. 
that's not a good, a good man doesn't just drive away from that. I understand that. What I'm saying, that is a negative on I his mean, scale. I mean, and also the problem with that is that's very one of those all cops are bad cop things, which well, is another problem with the movie. Well, that's the thing. I think they're trying to show the depiction of him. Like, what is he supposed to do? Like, if he goes out there and stops, tries to stop that beating... And, and 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 that's not to say that he shouldn't do that. That that because that is what he should do. Right. I'm just saying the movie is trying to give put you in his shoes and saying like this man feels like he can't do it. He can't which, rock the boat. Which is the same thing with him where he was like, oh yeah, you know, acting like all friendly, not friendly, but like you know, passive aggressive with the guy and um, with with the orc. But then you know because like he basically stands up for him in the locker room against that other guy. He doesn't stand up. For yes, he does. Though. He basically is just like, listen, man, calm the fuck down, send your fucking business. I'm back. He's like, and then he's like, I don't want this guy in my car either. Yeah, but he's what he's saying. He's but he says he has. He does allude to the fact that he has the right to be here, to be there. And then it's not until it's not until after the meeting where he's like, come on, get get this guy out of my car. And he's and they're like, no one wants to ride with you. Uh, that's not how that locker room went down. I mean, he he did say he has a right to be here too, but he also was and he like, pushes back. You know, he's like, you gotta have this vengeance about against these people two thousand years after this shit yeah, happened. But, like, and that's the thing. And, and then that's like, him. That's that's the, yeah. that's the plus to minus. The plus to minus because that's the I thing. I still think that there's the, more bad. What, what I like about him is the fact that he is a. Most heroes are just like just noble unnaturally noble like you think about Jon Snow unnaturally noble no one's that good no one's that I don't think Jon Snow is good D- dude the shit I mean, that Jon well, Snow you know what? did uh, put his body on the line for yeah, fucking normal people right. when he could have just been like yo I, I think, you're the king Let's you're the queen let's roast these bitches I and think Jon Snow is naive is what he is at the beginning, yes, but even towards when he he has so many chances to kill people that he should put in the ground, but he doesn't because he's a because he's naive. No, it's not because he's naive. Because he in internally, <coughs> Jon Snow is a good man because he knows what it's felt like. He's know what it's been like to be downtrodden. He's good he knows to a what, fault, and, and and there's a giant fault. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, that's what. But that's why I think that's the reason why I, I liked Will Smith's character, like because if he truly. If he truly was a bad man, he would have used the he could have used the wand before calling in backup. Like the, he had so many opportunities. What to, do you win? When they first, when the wand first like explodes on the scene and they go inside the house, like like they could have used the wand then before, instead of calling. He called him backup, and then the guy picks up the wand. Remember, they showed up like they had the wand. He didn't have to call him backup. Like no, he called him back up because that's what the regulation were. It's a protocol. What I'm saying is, but if he's a bad man, if you're out, if I'm a bad man and a wand shows up, um, I'm just gonna fucking use that shit. But you can't use it because it will kill you. You don't know that. Well, I'm not gonna risk. Remember the, the fucking the guy had the gloves on and he picked up the wand. But you can't use it. You can just pick it up. Well, that's my point though. But people, I'm just saying, if I'm a bad man. Huh. No. I'm gonna pick up the one. I'm gonna put it in the bag. And I'm gonna go sell it to highest bidder. Right. Okay. And he had many opportunities to do that, and he didn't. He put it. I mean, he went up toe to toe against elves in a shit beat up, and was willing to sacrifice himself to blow up the whole thing to ensure that she didn't get the one, so that she couldn't bring back the dark one. 
She could have given her the wand and been like, make me a disciple in the dark one. But that's the thing, though. They they would have killed... <clears throat> he didn't have an opportunity to be a bad guy. Because everybody wanted to kill him. The cops wanted to kill him. The gangs wanted to kill him. So he's backed into a corner. So even if he wanted to try and profit, there's no way for him to profit. I disagree with that. The, the elves... He couldn't go to the elves and be like, hey, you know what? I'll give you this wand. You save me. Because at the end of the day, the elves are... That particular elf was like, I'm going to kill all you people. But I'm saying he could have sold it to... After he killed the cops... Who's he going to sell it to? He could have sold it to the Mexican dude. No, because then the Mexican guys... Like he said, and that's when the stupid shit happens. Some stupid idiot gets this thing. It's like giving a, a nuclear bomb to to a gang. So he knew he couldn't do that. I'm just saying he had opportunities to exploit it and he didn't. It was I'm okay he didn't with. Have any I'm okay with Will Smith's portrayal. Joel Edgerton is the star of that movie. Yes. he does a fantastic job as the orc. Yeah, um, he towing the line between two cultures and systems that hate you. No matter what you do, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And then, uh, again, it, and this is kind of a thing of the time. And he, like, even at the time, I was like, you know what? Fuck these cops. Fuck everybody in this movie. Because, like, at the time, I mean, still now, I mean, cops, I, it's hard for me to watch a movie where cops are the heroes. Especially when you show the corruption of cops, well, and, then, and then you want to be like, well, these are the good ones. Like, no, they're still in that system. Well, that's what I like about this movie. This movie doesn't shy away from the fact that, like, these aren't good. No one's real. There aren't. No one's really heroes. These guys are sort of the heroes, but, like, they're still. They still have bad. They still have red in their ledger. Okay, I don't, and I know that I want a bright two. I'll say it. I'll go out there and say it. I want to. I would watch a bright two if it wasn't. If it wasn't, if Max Linus didn't have any part in it. Well, because like at the end of the day, I just don't think you can be a cop and be a good person. Well, you, you know what? That. That's that's tough. That's a bit much. It is a bit much because but not like, every not every law enforcement agency is a corrupt force that targets disenfranchised people. That's like obviously just not true. Not all of them, but the, the, there, there are, are big, they're all in a system that does that. It's, you know what it is. Whenever I think of policing, I think about the um, Men in Black quote where he's like, the person is smart and intelligent, but people are dumb, panicky. Well, no, because it is, because you can be a good police officer. There are thousands of great, good police officers who serve their communities, who defend their communities, who protect their communities. But because of the fact that there is a system of the police officer isn't bad necessarily isn't bad but the policing system is I agree to disagree I think yeah I agree to disagree no, no it's fine but I enjoyed Bright um, by next week my plan is to watch some more movies I want to watch Black Christmas have you seen that yet because you know what I know what I said agree to disagree this will be the last on it I think what it comes down to is how far does the the blood of the top reach to the bottom, I guess. Because, like, for instance, 
I think you could probably say, th- say the same thing about maybe Catholics and even priests when it comes to like the sexual child abuse and all that shit. Like, how much are you tainted by that? You know, like I think anybody that's a cardinal, I might even go so far as say bishop, is definitely tainted by that. In, in a significant way. I see. I just don't think you can paint with such a broad brush. And that's the problem I have with people who take such wide stances with that. Because not every single diocese had these issues. And not every single cardinal was as connected. Because it's pre-internet. Okay, okay. But what I'm saying is, but a lot of these people were in a position to do something about it and whether they did it or not. Yes, but here's my thing, Ritz. If you're a bishop or a cardinal who never had a case in your diocese and was not aware of, if you're Okay, like, I'll give you that. But but I'm saying those people exist. Like, like, people, like people instance, act like 90% of all the cardinals knew what the fuck was going on. Like, like, for instance, the bishop of cardinals, they knew and still made, uh, what's his name? Frederick or what, you know, who... The Nazi, the Nazi pope. pope. They still made him the pope. All of them are tainted. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Like, I would love to know what that conversation is with God. Well, I would also like to know what the vote is about that. Because the people do have individual votes. And I'm sure there are people who voted against them. Yes, I'm sure there are. But even if I was in there, right? And I see that's where the vote is going. I'd be like, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm resigning. I can't be in a, a church that's going to do this. I just cannot do that. And, and I mean, how is that not your line in the sand? I understand that, but if you're replaced on your level with someone who's corrupt and who's tainted, did you do better for your people? Yes. If you can't change this, if you can't change the system that is that far gone. Then you can't be part of that system. I mean, no, but it, you can still shield people from it, from within. I think about St. Peter's Catholic in, in Charlotte after Father Gene died and Father Bob retired and Father Jim got Parkinson's. And three, they got those three great Jesuits got replaced by three corporate Catholics. And within three years, that community had collapsed and was gone. Like, would you trade? I would, tr- I, the lack of leadership at the top matters. And when you do that, when you remove a good person, a good person steps away from that. That's what happens. Like corruption then rots right. everything else. Like, I, I did you, yeah. I don't think you did better by helping them rot. It'd be better for but, you but, to be a voice. But th- those are like those people in the Trump administration who's like, I'm staying because somebody worse is going to replace me. Yeah, but what good did you do? None of them did any good. I think that's different. I think I think it would be someone in the Trump organization who is actually doing good. But that's my point. The system is so corrupt that you it prevents you from doing any good. There are little victories you get, but that's all you get. Those victories matter to the people, dude. There was that that bishop in Australia who got convicted, and the church still fought. And, and got that I'm not saying out. that the church is 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 isn't corrupt. What I'm saying is, is it better to to allow a broken system to fester and grow versus fighting from inside of it or being inside of it and protecting one small portion of 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 that region? Like if that one state is safe, isn't that better than losing everything? I don't know. I think when the the rot is that deep. 
There's just no saving it. Well, I would say it's just like this. If there was, like, a zombie invasion that was running through a hillside, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be better to have one hauled-off city where people were surviving and thriving versus everything falling? I don't know if that's the same thing. Anyway, uh, this is a conversation for another time, because I kind of want to go deep in that. But anyway, uh... Is that it? I think that's it. Okay. Ends on a dark note. Well. Oh, you know what? We're not going to end on a dark note. I apologize. Bringing back a uh, thing that we do. Hero and Ass Hat of the Week. Uh, This week, we're not going to do an Ass Hat because there's plenty of them. But I do want to shout out one Hero of the Week. And that's Michael Che. You may know him from um, SNL. He's a writer. Uh, he's a comedian. He does, um, what is it, Weekend Update? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's had some problematic stuff. He says he's very opinionated and outspoken. But uh, his uh, grandmother recently died from the COVID-19 uh, disease, uh, virus. Uh, and as a way to respect this woman who, uh, based on how he described her, was like, you know, civil rights person, very strong woman, raise a big family, community person, yada, yada, yada. Uh, to respect her and to honor her, he is paying the rent for the entire apartment building where his grandmother used to live. Uh, she used to live in public apartments, and he, through his Instagram and um, press release, basically said, I don't understand how people in these apartments are expected to continue to pay their rent when most of them have jobs that... Um, have lost because of you know shelter in place and so he wanted to honor she wanted to honor his grandmother and he's paying for their rent i believe for the next two months which is absolutely awesome so uh hero of the week michael che uh uh your contribution to society is positive and great and i'm sure your grandmother would be proud so with that being said uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we hope you've gotten a chance to listen to the Kidding Rank 366 Albums of 2020 podcast. And as we always say, speak your truth. Uh, tell your story. And stay woke. And you can find Jonathan at TebbyWMF on Twitter and the Instas. And you can also follow him on Getting Ranked uh, podcast that he does that's here on the Brother Brother podcast network can we say we have a podcast network i'm saying yes <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow that twitter at getting ranked pc uh and you can find reggie aka hedonis at h-i-d-d-a-n-a-s uh he is a co-host for the cinema chat podcast you should check that out as well as a frequent guest and uh co-host on getting ranked uh, which again is at getting ranked PC. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to, um, review, rate, and subscribe. <laughs>